Welcome to the Digital Horizons podcast, your gateway to the dynamic world of digital marketing. Join us as we engage with industry trailblazers, delving into innovative ideas and cutting edge strategies to empower you to soar ahead of the ever-shifting digital curve. I'm your host, James Walker. Let's get started. Welcome to the Digital Horizons podcast. Today, I have Steph McGrath joining me, and we're going to be talking all about building a personal brand TikTok page from scratch. And this is something that Steph has recently gone on the journey doing, and I guess want to get a bit of an understanding of lessons learned and how to really focus and make a success out of it. So Steph, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. It is early days though with my uh, branded page, but yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Well, I mean, you've gone from having a page on Instagram with, I mean, a lot of followers, and then it must just be such a, a different experience. And firstly, I guess you're not, it's not your personal life. This is a business focused page for the first time, but also on a platform that is, is different as well that you're, I guess, starting from scratch. So I think we all know that the importance of building a personal brand now, and it's becoming, I guess, so much, not, not going to say easier, but the short form content is a really accessible way for people to be able to reach a new audience and build a brand on platforms. We also know that people are buying more so from people and engaging more from people than from brands. So it just shows how important it is to build your personal brand at the moment. And I think it just adds so much credibility as well. Like if a client sees, if they engage with Walker Hill and then they see that I have my own TikTok with my own kind of branded content and I'm putting out advice and tips out there. I just feel like it just adds so much credibility to not only myself, but also the agency as well. 100%. I think that's why we've obviously been very supportive of it. Dedicating time to this this side, because as we know that it's already generating inquiries directly to yourself, which hasn't happened in the past. So definitely showing its value. Yeah, 100%. But yeah, it will, I guess I have those, there's so many different digital agency kind of personalities on TikTok. So it's quite like saturated. So, but it's really good to have them as like a benchmark to kind of work towards as well, which is good. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. So what have you found as I guess starting a new page has been the most challenging part of it all? Consistency and finding time to actually film and edit the content. I feel like that's a very obvious answer, but it really is the hardest part. And I think with that, there's like a lot of strategies that you can put in place when it comes to planning your content and also like tools that you can use to help manage that. But yeah, I would say they're probably the two main challenging aspects of it. Okay. So I guess today we want to be able to provide listeners with almost like a bit of a pathway of what to do if they're thinking about, all right, we're going to, I want to start a personal brand page. Mm. In terms of, as you just mentioned, keeping consistent and getting it done, what would you say as a starting point in terms of software planning, what, what would you recommend people should be doing to be able to get started? Well, first of all, I blocked out a certain day and time within my calendar for filming and I stuck to that. So I feel like actually sticking to that allocated time has really helped just be consistent, number one. Number two, platforms that has really helped me with my task management is ClickUp, which we obviously use for our internal task management. But I've set up my own board and with that, I basically map out like a topic pool. So different things that I'm planning to film, things that are in progress, things that that are being edited. And then I kind of have like this funnel approach as to like what stages the content's at. So yeah, having a board and just mapping out ideas, what's currently in progress and what's been posted, I'm finding really works. Yeah. And the editing part of things as well, I guess would also be a bit of a challenge for people who've got zero editing skills. Yes. 
we're in a, I guess, a fortunate position of having a, a, a editor on the team who's able to assist with that. But what would you suggest if people don't have an editor or like, I mean, you can jump on Upwork and you can find someone quite affordably specializes in doing this kind of stuff for short form content. But what would you recommend people do if they don't have access to an editor for their content? To be honest, I edit a lot within the platform. So I'm focusing on TikTok right now. So that's where I'm growing the brand is TikTok. So I edit a lot in platform because we find that the performance of those videos is higher than if you edit off platform. So they've made it easy enough for anyone to literally edit within TikTok. So I feel like if you just be persistent and play around with the platform, you'll be able to edit it. Um, But in terms of, yeah, finding editors outside of that, Upwork is a really good kind of space to look at and they're often quite cheap. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I guess work, so you're putting your ideas in ClickUp. Where are the ideas coming from? So what where does that research stage come through? Because I feel like that's an area where people would really get stuck on. Like myself, even coming up for like, you know, topics for podcasts, it, there's it's not as easy as I call. I've just got a whole list of shit in my head. There's a bit of a research process. So how are you going about getting ideas for your content? Well, number one, I just scroll and avid user. <laughs> I'm an avid user. Yeah. So I think that's definitely like the easiest thing you can do is to get ideas following people that are also producing similar content. So seeing what they're doing and kind of using that as inspiration for your own. I try not to copy obviously what they're doing, but you can use their kind of framework that they've used and then apply it to, I guess, your learnings or kind of how you go about what you do in the digital marketing space. And then the third thing would be to be on the lookout for trends and look at how you can kind of turn that trend and make it appeal to your niche with what you do. Yeah. So for people who are not familiar with what a trend is, so that's, we had, a, we talked, I think I had Jasmine on the podcast recently. We talked about what they were, but it, it is something that currently is using a sound or something that then people are repurposing for their own different ways of displaying it. How does that work? Exactly. So yeah, you pretty much summarized it. Yeah, you nailed it. Guessed that completely. Yeah. But there's also different things. So I follow CapCut on TikTok and they produce a lot of templated sort of videos that you can literally use as a template and then put your own kind of spin on it. So following platforms like that's really helpful. But yeah, trends is just jumping on sounds, music, and then the actual content itself and also different formats within the platform. So they released like the static photo slideshow that you can use and overlay with music. So that's been really popular at the moment. And so jumping on new things that the platform's releasing, I think is also really important as well. Because I imagine if the platform's releasing these, they're going to give more reach to it because there's a reason why they're putting it out there. Well, typically that's what we see across Facebook and Instagram. So yeah, definitely think that's worthwhile doing. Yeah. And in terms of consistency, so your batch filming and then editing is being done with video editor. How about posting frequency? What are you looking at? What what do you recommend people should be doing if they're thinking about, all right, I'm going to get started on this. What frequency should they be posting? I mean, people say different things. Some people say to post once a day, but for me, that's just not really efficient. <laughs> like I could probably do it. I'm working my way up to it. But for me at the moment, starting out uh, within a video session, I try to record three to four videos and then kind of space them out over a week period and then finding those key times to post that are going to get you the most reach. And from my posting and also the posting that we do for Walker Hill Digital, three o'clock is the sweet spot when it comes to that three o'clock and then also seven o'clock. Okay. 
And are you filming a variety of types of content? Like when you're looking at your ideas, I guess taking it back a bit to the actual planning and, and research stage, are you looking at, all right, well, this is my target. This is the kind of people I want following me. This is the kind of content they're probably going to want to consume. Are you sort of mapping out, all right, well, I'm going to have this kind of piece once a week or this? Like how, how are you planning out the types of content that you're doing? Yeah. So when I'm planning out the content, they kind of fall onto certain pillars, content pillars. So typically I have one that's quite education focused, whether that's me talking to the camera or it's using the green screen native feature within TikTok and doing it that way. I also tend to record what I'm doing on my laptop. So taking someone into Ads Manager, I'm finding that works really well. And then obviously you've got your more cultural sort of trendy ones. So today I did what's on everyone's to-do list and it was like using the static slideshow carousel type feature. And it's just a bit more kind of lighthearted and a bit more fun. And then there's things like jumping on the trending sounds. So yeah, there's lots of ways you can go about that, but they're kind of the three pillars that I typically go with. Okay. And we know that AI is definitely an area where it's sort of impacting everything in digital marketing. Have you got any AI suggestions or you've got that in your process at all? Sometimes I do utilize ChatGPT more so for content ideas and like making iterations on scripts or kind of helping me with that. But yeah, that's kind of the extent is I go with AI, to be honest. Okay. I know that there's a platform Descript, which is really popular in terms of editing and stuff. But I guess if you're doing it all in in platform, that's probably not really too necessary. Yeah. Okay. One thing that we see, and I know I'm I'm guilty of this myself, is I'm like, all right, cool. I'm going to really focus on my brand this year and then sort of don't do anything about it. I think that's just a you thing, James. There's there's always (laughs) what's going on at any given time. So consistency is key, right? We're up to episode seven now. So I think this has gone way further. I'm we've reached this point, if I'm honest. Well, I had to bring you back (laughs) just to show (laughs) off that we're still going. So what are some mistakes that I guess you see people trying to build a brand or platform and they're making all the time? So number one, which we've already gone over is keeping consistent. So I know it seems hard in the beginning, but the longer you go at it, I feel like the quicker it gets, the more comfortable you get. And then just, yeah, I feel like you learn the platform a lot more when you're producing more content as well. And then, yeah, it's just not giving up too soon. Like I'm obviously in the early days of my growing my platform. I've reached, I was going to say, I finally reached over 100 followers, but that's pathetic. <laughs> that's say it's a good start. I mean, you've only been at this for a short period and you've got to keep at it, right? Like it's not just going to be, all right, I'm just going to post some shit and then I'm going to get millions of followers. Like, yeah. So some people do if they post something that, yeah. It's extremely viral, but I feel like that is not the norm. And when setting the expectations for anybody that's thinking about building a personal brand, that's probably what they're going to expect. Yeah. You're not going to see massive growth. You really need to crack the algorithm. I found that. So I have a personal TikTok and one of my TikToks, which was me going to a wedding, reached over 300,000 people. And all of the videos since that have had a lot more reach watches engagement because of that. So... I feel like if you can, like as a goal to get one TikTok go viral, which I would consider, you know, a few thousand minimum, then I think that's a good starting point in terms of a goal. Yeah, because I guess when you're really talking B2B, it's a whole different audience that you're talking to, right? So like comparing a video about a wedding, which is obviously that appeals to a really large, wide audience. Mm -hmm. Whereas when you're talking about Facebook ads, you're not just 
digital marketing, you are specifically talking about Facebook meta ads and Very advertising. Yeah. So you're in a niche of a niche. Yes. So I guess breaking out of that, if you, if you were getting huge volume of views, they're probably not even the right audience anyway. Like there is a specific amount of people that are really interested in this and like you do want to continually grow at that, but you're not going to expect to see the numbers that you would on your own personal non-business brand, but the stuff that you're just doing in your day-to-day. Yeah, I guess when I think of producing content, there's kind of two avatars in my head. So I've got other people that work in digital marketing because I'm that person. I follow a lot of those people and I love watching their content, seeing what other agencies are up to. And then you've also got the business owner. So will these business owners be able to action these little tips that you have and do it within their business? I think they're the kind of two key avatars that I try to keep in mind when I'm creating the content. And that audience is massive, like business owners. Definitely. So I guess the key as well, when thinking about the content is you don't want it to be so detailed or in-depth, as you said, because whilst you want it to be potential, you want it to be as uh, used as a way to generate new business. But if you're talking about stuff that is way over the head of anybody who's not an expert in the field, there's not going to be any value added to them anyway. So you've got to be sort of, I guess, showing authority and showing you really know what you talk about without like just confusing people and just be like, I don't want to follow this person because I don't get it. Yeah, there's definitely a balance. Like you don't want to make it too complicated, but you also don't want to make it too simple. Like I put out a video and it was simple on purpose because I thought that someone would find it useful that doesn't do what I do. And someone commented, uh, you can tell this is from a boutique agency. And I was like, oh. That's, yeah. I, 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 it annoyed me. <laughs> I remember you actually raised that with us and you're like, how should I approach this response? And I guess dealing with comments like that is something that you just got to get used to if you are going to be posting and putting yourself out there. But it really just shows how simple some people approach things in terms of that you understand who your audience is that you're trying to talk to. And you, again, you're not going to be talking over the head of everybody. So you are putting out content that is not super high level shit. And then people calling you out and saying, hey, this is some simple advice, but simple advice to someone who doesn't understand this is really good, valuable advice. So it's getting that balance right. Yeah. And I think with those comments, like it's kind of good because you can produce content from that comment, you know, answering that question or I guess further engaging with the people that are actually engaging with your videos. So I think also another tip would be to make sure that you're not ignoring your comments and you can use the reply to comment feature to respond to those people. Yeah. Um, And in terms of volume of comments, do you expect to receive a lot? Like say at the moment with the volume of video views that you're getting, and obviously it's increasing with every video you're posting, but do you see a lot of comments? Is it something that you need to be in there checking all the time or is it less Um, frequent? It kind of depends. So with my current setup, we are actually putting some ad spend behind some of my videos. So if you are, you know, working for an agency, that could be something that you could look into if you did want to start your own personal branded TikTok is using the videos that you produce as a Spark ad within whatever TikTok campaigns they're running. So you just literally connect the account within the TikTok like business center and then you could pull your exact post and then you can put a little bit of budget behind it and it goes a long way. So with that, yes, a lot more comments have come on those videos because there's budget behind it and it's reaching more people. So if you do have budget behind it, you should be checking it every day. Yeah, okay. And I think another thing that a mistake, and I know I've made this mistake many times, is feeling like you can't get started because you haven't got all the best equipment and everything 100% perfect. Yeah. Like even this podcast that we started, the level of investment that went into buying microphones and everything else that was needed before it even recorded anything, 
and it seems like it's almost an excuse. Like you just going, all right, cool. Well, I'll, I'll do my first episode when I have X. And then you see another TikTok or YouTube video and be like, oh, no, you need these things. And so then you see, keep pushing things back. But really all you need to do is pick up a phone and start filming something. And I think that that's something that it, you just need to get things going. And as you said, get consistent, block out time, get a plan in place, get your content plan ready, and then just start filming stuff. Otherwise, it's just never going to happen. I think if you were to look at investing in some equipment to start filming content, it would be number one to get a microphone. That is definitely a key thing that you should have because you want the sound to be perfect, especially on TikTok. The sound's always on. And then second to that would be a tripod. So that is a very inexpensive list of things that you need because the quality of an iPhone is insane these days. So you just, all you need is an iPhone, a mic and a tripod, like the basics. Yeah. Assuming everybody has an iPhone. Or if you're a Samsung (laughs) user. There's few people. (laughs) I don't think there's any in our office that have any. (laughs) We love Apple over here. Yeah. But what does your, I guess, weekly process look like? So if someone's thinking about, all right, I'm going to get going on this. What is a typical week going to look like for them? So for me, I block out time on a Wednesday to record. And how much time are you thinking? Like what's... I set aside an hour. I typically can record three to four videos within that hour. Sometimes I don't need that much time. After that, I like to edit straight away just because it's fresh in my mind. I have these ideas and I do that all in platform. I don't really send anything out to designers because, as I said before, I just think it affects performance and the features. When they're not natively added, it's just so obvious on TikTok and I feel like they penalize you for that. So I pretty much go away straight away. I edit the videos together. So that's adding captions, adding music, adding text overlays, cutting it all together. And then after that, I draft them all so you can save them as a draft within TikTok so they're all there ready to go. And then I work through my captions and my hashtags. So um, obviously each content will have different hashtags that kind of suit the content. So I kind of strategize what that looks like and I have it all sitting there in my draft so then I can go away and post at those kind of peak performance times, which is, yeah, three Three, six, and seven o'clock I found. And then I kind of do that every second day. So I have a video go up every second day. If I depends how much content I produce, but I try to have three videos go out every seven days, sort of a thing. So I don't really plan too much far in advance. And I find that with TikTok, especially the trending stuff, you can't really do that. Like some things you can, but yeah, for me, I am kind of working a week on week basis. Okay. So yeah, you don't want to be playing too far ahead because it may have stuff that is not as time relevant yeah. that's been posted. Another content pillar that I do like to post about is also updates on the platform. So I feel like they have a really good chance of going viral because it's super relevant. So when things are really time sensitive, you just have to jump on it super quick. Yeah. Otherwise you just miss out on an opportunity. Yeah. Okay. Well, Steph, I think we're going to finish things up here. Is there anything else you want to let listeners know if they are thinking about starting their own personal branded TikTok or any kind of social media short form content? I think just having very set content pillars that you want to stick to and kind of outlining your point of difference and identifying like the types of content that you want to produce and making sure that that is relevant to your target audience. So also identifying your target audience. I think if you have that as a base, you have a good shot. Yeah. And following lots of people. So you get good yes. ideas as to what's out there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Perfect. Cool. Cool. Well, thanks for your time today. I know that you're very busy at the moment. So. I am. Black Friday season is very much here. <laughs> it is. Shopping or actually working? Oh, a bit of both. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, we'll um, definitely be having you back on the podcast. Thanks again for your time, Steph. Thanks, James. Bye. Bye.